Hello, good morning. I'd just like to welcome you to our podcast today here at the Church of the Word. I'd like to wish you a happy Easter today. And uh, this, of course, is the day we set aside uh, on the Christian calendar uh, for us to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And no doubt uh, it's the most important day uh, that's ever been on the in the history of the world. So uh, just wanted to, to greet you today and, and give you best wishes on this uh, Easter morning. And uh, I had a, an idea this week, and I was, I was putting together a, 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 the sermon for today for Easter. It just kept coming to me to, uh, to share one of our previous messages uh, that, was, uh, that was actually uh, given on September the 1st of 2019. And when we recorded this message, uh, it wasn't for uh, any reason to be uh, put on a podcast or anything like that. It was just uh, simply recorded for our shut-ins who were going through some things and were sick and not able to come to church. But it just kept coming to me, so I went back and, and listened to it, and I see how really well it ties into the to the Easter story. And uh, it's called Our Inheritance, and once again, it was given on September 1st of 2019. But it's out of First Peter. Uh, chapter one, and it just talks about our inheritance and what Jesus has has uh, given us hope for in the future. And it talks about our inheritance, and it's all based upon the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. And without the resurrection, uh, there is no hope. You know, uh, it's it's the greatest story that's ever been told. So, uh, the fact that Jesus rose from the dead and has promised all who believe in Him. Uh, that they uh, can also be raised from the dead and given eternal life gives us great hope because without that there is no hope in this world and if this world is all there is then then it's, it really is miserable but I wanted to share this message with you today and I hope you be encouraged with it. and this is what uh, what happened when Jesus rose from the dead this is what was made possible is this following message and it's titled once again our inheritance I want to say how Excited I am to share this with you today. Uh, turn with me to the book of First Peter and uh, chapter 1. And I'll give you just a moment to turn there. And uh, I just thought it very interesting. Uh, last Wednesday in our Bible study, that's, that's, that was what we studied, was First Peter chapter 1. And those of you that were here uh, will say, well, maybe are you repeating that again? But uh, there were a lot of us that weren't able to be here. To hear, to hear that, and the Lord gave me an actual word from this First Peter chapter 1. And I want to share that with you today. I want to be obedient to Him. Amen. And uh, uh, like I said, uh, uh, if you're ever down and out, if you're ever uh, uh, wondering about how things are going in your life, and this, that, and the other, maybe you're fighting discouragement or whatever it may be, turn to the book of First Peter and just read those first few verses. Because he says a whole lot in just a little short space. And I want to talk to you about a few of those things today. And I want you to be encouraged. And see, the Bible says, you know, we, we make heroes in the world. We, we make heroes out of race car drivers and football players and on and on and political figures and all these kinds of things. But this man who put this, this here to uh, pen to paper was a man named Peter. And he was a man that Jesus Christ himself said, Peter, you're going to be the leader of the church. You're going to be the ones responsible for feeding my sheep. You're going to be the ones responsible for getting this off the ground and spreading it into what it has become today. Now, we know that not everything within Christianity is right, but Christianity has stretched around almost the whole world now. But I want you to read what he wrote. 
I want you to read with me today some of the things that he talked about here, and I just want to share those with you. So 1 Peter chapter 1, we're probably not going to read the whole chapter because the word has, uh, the Lord has given me a word today, and it's talking about our inheritance. After Wednesday night, the Lord showed me, he said, you're going to do 1 Peter again Sunday, and you're going to talk about a lively hope. And we talk about that lively hope here just in a moment. But this morning, early in the morning when I woke up, I kept thinking, Lord, exactly how do you want me to go about it? See, I tried to make sure that the Lord has me doing what He wants me to do. And these words came to me. Tell my people about their inheritance. Amen. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. If we have a title for today's lesson, a title for today's sermon, it would be, What is our inheritance? Amen. And we're going to see it right here. Praise God. So 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Let's read a few verses, and I want to talk to you about a couple things in here. It says there in verse 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace be multiplied. Amen. And just in his greeting is enough to about get you excited. Amen. That the precious mercy of God and the... <clears throat> The foreknowledge of God that Jesus was going to go to that cross for you and I. Amen. That's enough to get you excited. But what it says there is he's just giving a greeting to Christians who's going to follow after. There was a select group of people here that he actually wrote it to, right? But it's for all of us in the future. Amen. So I wanted to talk to you a few minutes about some of these things. Verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I want to talk to you about when it says right there, has begotten us again. He's saying the very same thing that John chapter 3 is talking about, about being born again. We've been born again by the blood of Jesus Christ. And He has begotten us. We have become His children because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And what it says there, He's not only just begotten us again so that we can live this life a little better, but we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What is a living hope? It means it's something that's alive, something you can count on. See, there's a lot of things you can put, it's called a dead hope. You know, we can hope the weather's good today. Might be and it might not be. I had hoped, I ordered the Sunday school books and hoped they'd make it before Sunday, and they didn't. That was a dead hope, right? It wasn't something you could count on, amen? So that was one of those things that's a dead hope. You can't count on them. But because of we've believed in Jesus, the Bible says He has got us now a living hope. That when this life is over, what are the songs we sang about this morning? Every one of those songs just tied perfectly into this. That we're going to go to be in heaven because that's where our inheritance is at. Our inheritance is not here on earth, amen? It's in heaven with Jesus. And He's going to talk about a few of them things here in just a moment. But a living hope. Something you can count on. Amen. You can count on this hope. Amen. The Bible says in one other place that this is the hope in Hebrews. It's the anchor of our soul. When things all around us is going wrong, we have this hope in Christ. And it's not that dead hope. It's not a fake hope. It's a real hope that Jesus Christ is on our side. And He's not going to leave us. And He's not going to forsake us. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen. So we have a living hope. Praise God. If we're born again, we have a living hope. In Jesus Christ, because He rose from the dead, so will we raise from the dead one day. 
Those people that's went on before us, guess what? One of these days, He's going to step out on that cloud and say, Come forth, hallelujah, to the Lamb of God. And those of us that's left alive at that time is going to come be with them all together in heaven forever. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's hope, ain't it? That's a living hope. That's real hope, right? Not like the things we wish for and don't happen. But that's a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4 says this, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. I got to thinking about it. An inheritance here on the earth is something that our parents leave behind for us, right? Or someone, a close relative, who has some kind of a possession, whether it be land or vehicles or property or homes or sometimes maybe goods in the home, special uh, precious things. They decide that when they're gone, they would like such and such to have this and such and such to have that. That's an inheritance. But you know, we have a dad. We have a father who's in heaven. And he said, I have an inheritance for you. Amen. I have an inheritance for you. And Peter tells us right here three important things about our inheritance. The first being there in verse 4 that is it's incorruptible. That it can't be changed or messed with. See, inheritances here on the earth can be changed. People get mad and say, well, I don't want you to have it anymore. I'm going to give it to your brother. Or they decide to sell it and take the money for themselves or whatever. That's corruptible. But he says our inheritance isn't corruptible. Amen. What is we talked with the teenagers today in John chapter 14? It says, you believe in God, believe also in me. Don't let your hearts be troubled, right? I go away to do what? To prepare a place for you. That where I am, you may be also. Amen. Praise God. That's an inheritance that's incorruptible. It can't be messed with. It can't be changed. Somebody's not going to change their mind about it. Amen. And guess what? We talked. It was an interesting thing. We were talking in, in Bible study Wednesday night. Somebody made the comment, and I like that. They said, it belongs to you, don't it? That inheritance belongs. It belongs to you. God has promised it to you, every one of you individually, that if you'll believe on Jesus Christ, I've got an inheritance for you that can't be changed. It's incorruptible. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's incorruptible. Can't be changed. The second thing there in verse 4 says it's undefiled. What does undefiled mean? It means it's not tainted in any way. It's in its purest form. I want you to think about it. If you went to the grocery store and you bought a gallon of milk and you got home and you found out that that lid had already been cracked loose, would you drink it? You Probably not, would you? If you went and bought anything and it had been tampered with, you wouldn't know what somebody had done to it or whatever. That's defiled. But guess what? Our inheritance in heaven, it can't be defiled. Nobody can mess with it. Nobody can take away its purity. Nobody can do anything to it. Not even the devil himself. Because he can't go there no more. The Bible says he got through out of heaven. Amen. It says he got through down. And Jesus said, I saw him fall from heaven like lightning going across the sky. He's done and he's finished. He can't change what Jesus Christ has done for you. Because it's there with God in heaven. Hallelujah. So it cannot be defiled. Amen. When he tries to start messing with you, you say, well, maybe you'll just barely squeak in. The Bible says that Jesus said this, I have a place prepared for you in heaven. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I wouldn't have told you so. Amen? And that's when he said that famous phrase, I go away to prepare a place so that where I am at, you may be also. Praise God. Undefiled. Untainted. Can't be messed with. Can't be corrupted. 
And the third thing there in verse 4, that does not fade away, means it doesn't lose its value. Amen. Think about inheritance here on earth. It loses value. If somebody, say your family member is going to leave you a house, but nobody's living in that house and nobody's taking care of it and the roof starts leaking and somebody doesn't fix that real quick, guess what's going to happen? Your inheritance is going to lose value. I know a person right now who's promised his kids a lot of things with a lot of property and this, that, and the other, but it's all going to pot right now. And by the time they get it, it's going to take a lot of work and money just to get it back to where it could be even used. See, that means it's lost value. But our inheritance ain't going to lose no value. Amen. Our inheritance is written down there in the Lamb's Book of Life. Our name is written there. Hallelujah. Amen. And it will not lose its value. Because, see, it wasn't purchased with gold and silver. A little bit later on, it talks about that in this very same chapter. You weren't redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, like the people of the earth thinks. You were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without spot and without blemish. Praise God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Now, there's another thing here that chapter uh, verse 4 speaks about. See, you see how rich the Word of God is? When the Holy Spirit's in something, you can read two or three words and spend all day on it. Amen? Praise God. But see, we're still in just one verse here. It's incorruptible. It's undefiled. It does not fade away. And the reason all those things are true is this very next statement. It's reserved in heaven for you. Praise God. Because nobody can get there anywhere to mess with it anymore. Nobody can break through and break in and steal and rob like they used to be able to here on earth. Because it's reserved in heaven. Amen. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I got to thinking today as I, as I was awake this morning about five... And the Lord began to show me this. You know, there's a lot of beautiful things in heaven. The Bible says that there's a streets of gold that's trans, like transparent glass. It says that the city is like pure gold, transparent like glass. It says the walls of that city have all these wonderful decorations around it and all these different things. The Bible even says that there's a street there in heaven and that there's a tree of life growing on either side of that street. And it bears fruit every month. Amen. And it says that the leaves are for the healings of the nation. The Bible even says that there's a pure river of life flowing out of the throne of God and the Lamb. Praise God. That it said it's so clear you can't even believe how clear it is. Amen. But you know, those things are good. That's part of our inheritance. But the number one thing that's our inheritance. I want to travel on up river. I want to go on up to the Lamb of God. I want to go up to His throne where the, where the water begins to flow. See, that's where the source of that water comes from. This water don't come out of some rock in some hillside anywhere. It comes out of the rock who is Christ, who is sitting on the throne of God. Amen. That's where I want to go. And I want to look upon His face. There to see forever of His saving grace. Hallelujah. That's where we want to be. That's our inheritance. The Bible says that the Lord told Abraham... You got lots of things in this world. You got lots of things and possessions. You got lots of servants and all kinds of things. But he said, one day, I am your exceeding and great reward. That means I'm your inheritance, praise God. The Bible says, all those things in heaven's wonderful. But the main thing that's there is there's one called Christ. There's one called Jesus, whose name is above all others. Amen. And that water that proceeds out of him, that's why he said to the woman at the well, if you'd ask me, I'd give you a wellspring flowing up and flowing over. A wellspring of eternal life. Glory to God. 
You have an inheritance. And his name Jesus. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Oh, we used to sing a song. (laughs) I was thinking about it today. (laughs) Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever. Of his singing grace. Saving grace. Hallelujah. Bible says, you know, we're going to see him one day. We sang a little bit about that this morning. He's our inheritance. All the other things are just extra, right? All the other things is extra. The streets of gold, all that stuff. But the one who sits on the throne, that's my reward. Hallelujah. Because you see, I've been talking about it lately and I've been going through it a little bit and I, I'm going to do an actual research here in the next over. Oh, it's going to take me a few weeks to do it. I'm going to go all through the book of Psalms and I'm going to document every time I find where they praise the Lord for their stuff. And i got a feeling my list is going to be real short. But they praise the Lord for His salvation. I've already been through Revelation. I don't see in the book of Revelation where they're saying, Praise God that He gave me a car and a house and this and that and the other. It's going to, they say, Praise God because of the Lamb saved me. And God saved me out of His blood and His sacrifice. Amen. Praise God. We have an inheritance. And nobody can change it. It can't be changed. Amen. You know the Bible teaches us, and, and sometimes we get into a lot of doctrinal issues. The Bible sometimes the, uh, refers to certain things, and we maybe get a certain idea, and then sometimes another idea. But you know what? It's even very difficult if you decide yourself to walk away from Christ. It's very difficult for you to walk completely away from Him because He says, you know what? I'll come out and find you where you're at. The Bible says that there'll be 99 that He'll leave and He'll go find the one that's lost. Amen. Amen. So even if you get mad and get upset and get discouraged and decide to walk away, guess what it says? You've got an inheritance you need to be reacquainted with. I'm going to come and find you and bring you back to it. Amen. Praise God. Listen to me. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Your inheritance cannot be changed. The Lord wants you to know that today. Hallelujah. There's a reason for that. And I'm going to read to you verse 5. Hallelujah. I knew. I told Michelle when I woke up this morning. I was in the, getting ready this morning. And I had a song in my heart saying. I said the Lord wants His people to know that their inheritance can't be changed. And that He is their inheritance. He is eternal in the heavens forever. Amen. And here's the reason. All of these things are true. Verse 5. Who are kept... By the power of God, through faith, for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. You know, it doesn't say I'm kept by all my prayer time. I'm not kept by all the things that I can do. Those things are great. It's great to pray. It's great to read the Bible. It's great to study. It's great to sing. It's great to praise. It's all those things. But those things aren't strong enough to keep me with my inheritance. They're not strong enough. But the power of God is. Amen. And Peter declared it right there by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's the power of God that will keep you. Amen. That's why your inheritance can't be changed. Because it's the power of God that protects it. And it's the power of God who instituted it in the first place. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says this. In this you greatly rejoice. Hallelujah. I've heard some people rejoicing. Amen. Praise God. That's why the Lord sent His Word to you today. So that you might rejoice in your inheritance. Amen. In this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. He's saying saying the same thing that Paul said later on. These light afflictions are not to be compared with the glory 
that will be revealed. Amen. He's saying, I know it's tough. I know things are hard. There's sickness. There's disease. There's heartache. There's trouble. There's everywhere you look, there's problems. Actually, we mentioned this morning, storms blowing up out of the ocean. It's going to tear up people's homes and everything. They're going to have to start over some of them. We know somebody's going to be devastated. But it's just a light trial because my inheritance in heaven can't be changed. See, it don't matter whether i got a nice clothes, nice house and all that stuff or whether I'm poor and living on the street. If I belong to Jesus, i got an inheritance. My daddy's rich, amen. My daddy's rich. And guess who he gave us? He gave us Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 7 says that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise, the honor, and the glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Man, is that rich or what? You could spend a while right there on that verse. Guess what? I got to thinking about a good example of what that verse is talking about. Though we go through these things, sometimes we don't understand them. It's testing the genuineness of our faith. Now, if somebody showed up to a job, I remember I worked in a machine shop. And, uh, and the guys who worked there, you know, those, those were tough old guys. You know, they'd been doing it a while. They knew what they were doing. And every once in a while, they'd hire in a new person, didn't know anything, and they'd come to work, and they'd, sometimes they'd claim they'd even come to wear, wearing a pair of shorts and didn't have steel-toed boots and all this stuff. And you could just tell by looking at them, they ain't been through the test yet. But if you hired a guy and you interviewed a guy for that job, and he'd come in and he had a pair of work boots on, and the old leather was done balled off the top of his steel toe and he was already dirty from his other work uniform you know that that guy right there has been working he's been put to the test that's why we're tested the way we are God's going to look at us and say look right there they got a lot of scars but they haven't given up amen that's what he's talking about in this verse the genuineness of our faith being much more precious than gold though it perishes amen may be found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. When he comes to call us home, guess what? We won't remember all them scars anymore, will we? We won't remember all them things. He's going to be able to say, Enter in, good and faithful servant, to the paradise prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Amen? And this last uh, couple verses, and I'm going to close with these two here. May be found to the praise and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 8 says this. Whom having not seen, you love. <clears throat> oh, I've never seen him. I've seen pictures of what people think he may have looked like. I've seen paintings of what people think he may have looked like. I've never seen him. But I can tell you right now, I love him. <laughs> You've never seen him, but I know you love him. <laughs> not my not. Whom having not seen, you love. What did Jesus tell his own disciples when he appeared to them? He said, y'all are blessed because you have seen and believed. But more blessed are they who have not seen and yet believed. I've never seen Jesus, but I know he's real. I, don't, I didn't see him go to the cross, but I know he was there. I didn't see him laid in that tomb, but I know he was there. And I didn't see him raised from the dead, but I know that he did. Amen. Because faith tells me that's what it is. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Having not, having not seen you love, though now you do not see Him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Hallelujah. There's even a song in our book about that. 
It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Oh, the half has never yet been told. That's what he's talking about. Our inheritance, amen. Praise God. We don't know how great it's going to be when we stand before Jesus, amen. All those other things, like I said, are secondary. But when we get to go see Him face to face, hallelujah, I think we're going to be completely in all of Him, amen. Even John the Revelator, who had walked with Jesus, who had laid his, his head on his bosom at the Last Supper. He knew Jesus. But when he saw him there, when he saw him in the Revelation, he said, I fell as a dead man because of the greatness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What an inheritance we have. Praise God. The Lord has given us just enough, just enough taste of it to say, keep on, keep on. And you know it's going to be good. Amen. So you express it. With, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Amen. There is an end to our faith. And that's when we are going to be with Him. Amen. We don't have to have faith after that, do we? Because we're right there. Amen. Receiving the end of your faith. All these things you struggle through. All the things that you face. There's an end to those things. The Bible says in Revelation, God makes all things new. He wipes away all the tears from our eyes. Amen. Praise God. I want to close with that today. I want you to know that this is from the Lord Almighty. You have an inheritance. And it can't be changed, tainted, messed with, or interrupted in any way. And so you know what that teaches me? It goes on later in this chapter just to simply teach us. Since that's true, dear children, he's saying. Since that's true. Just hang on to Jesus with all your might. If He asks you to do this, then do this. If He tells you to do that, do that. If He says, don't do this, don't do that. Right? That's all He asks. Just be obedient to Him. Because all these things are true. Hang on to Jesus. In everything you do. Whether it be good, bad, or in between. Hang on to Jesus. That why is the reason for that? That it may be found to His praise and His glory when He is revealed from heaven. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's pray over this word this morning. Father, we give you thanks today. Lord, you have spoken to thy children today. You have spoken through this word here today. That we have an inheritance and we give you thanks today for that inheritance. Lord, we couldn't earn it. We wasn't good enough to earn it. We can't keep it because we're not good enough to keep it. But you said we'll be kept by your power. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for our inheritance. And we have learned today there's lots of things there. But the main thing is your Son, Jesus Christ. The Lamb who sits beside you on the throne where the water of life proceeds from your throne. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We've been able to partake of this living water, a pure river of life. And as you said, as you closed out the book, the book of the Word, you close it out by saying, He who is a thirst, let him come. Anybody who wants to drink of this water, let them drink it freely. We thank you, God. We have drank of that water. We thank you, Lord, for our inheritance today. Father, I pray for each and every one that you've, you've already encouraged them, but I pray today that you keep them safe. As they go about their life and go about their struggles, we know many have struggles that they're facing. But we've learned today that that's okay. It can't change our inheritance because our inheritance is with you, reserved in heaven. It cannot be tainted, touched, or messed with in any way. We give you the thanks in Jesus' mighty name today. Amen. Amen. I hope that you were encouraged this morning uh, through this message about our inheritance. I want you to rejoice today in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
It's because of that we all have hope. And thank God that he rose from the dead and he gave us that hope that if we'll put our trust in him, put all our trust and faith in him, that he too will give us eternal life. And thank the Lord that he rose from the dead and that the grave is not the end for us. Amen. Uh, if you're not a Christian today, I want you to be encouraged by this, that uh, you can enter in to this inheritance the same as everyone else. Everyone who's entered into this inheritance has done it by faith in Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. And everybody who has this inheritance has all said the same thing. They've had to say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died for my sins and that on the third day you rose again to give me hope of eternal life and an inheritance in heaven. You may not feel like you're worthy. You may not feel good enough, but I can tell you this. None of us are good enough on our own. It takes the faith in Jesus Christ because of his sacrifice and what he did on Calvary. I want you to rejoice today. And if you need to contact us about anything, uh, we'd love to be a help to you here at the Church of the Word. You can follow us on Facebook. It's at Church of the Word West Virginia. We'll be glad to help you in any way we can. And you can follow our posts there. We try to, to keep everyone encouraged and, and notified of things that we're doing. Uh, but anyway, you could also private message us if you need us to pray with you or whatever the case may be. But I want you all to rejoice today in the fact that this is Easter morning. This is Easter morning that Jesus rose from the dead and we celebrate it today because he's given us that inheritance and thank God that he has. And until the next time, may God's blessings be upon you. Keep you safe in all your ways. And we pray all this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. <music>